Welcome everyone to Confessions of a Serial Seller. I'm so excited. This is actually my first guest that I've got on the show. And I'm so excited to welcome the one and only Jules White. Jules is a, an entrepreneur. She appeared on Dragon's Den a few years ago and got an investment from the one and only Peter Jones. Um, an incredible woman that I've followed for, for a good few years on the sales circuit. Um, and just so excited to have her with me today. So we're going to go straight in. Uh, and the, the podcast is all about what do the top sales professionals do differently? What, why are they top performers month in, month out? So we're going to go straight in into the first question. So welcome, Jules. Hello, Tony. How lovely to be your first ever oh, guest. I'm yeah, so excited. It's an honor. No, thank you for joining me. Honestly, I'm really, really excited as well. So the, I, I want to go straight in, if I may. I want to understand... Um, what would you say are your beliefs and values, first of all? Oh, wow. That's a great first question, isn't it, Tony? Um, I think um, beliefs and values, are integrity is huge for me. I just want to make sure that I am completely authentic mm. and honest. You yeah. know, I, my mum always told me you should never lie. So yeah. I've never been able to do that since that day. Yeah. But integrity is really important, I think, especially in business to build trust. Yes. Um, so though that that's a big one for me, most definitely. Um, I'm very um, empathetic. Mm. I'm a big empath, so yeah. I love people. I like connecting, and building relationships. Yeah. So that's a big one for me. Um, I think when I was little, I always wanted everybody to like me. Yes. That was um, that was a difficult one because not everyone will. Yeah, um, of course. But I th- I still just love people, so I like that connection. So that's quite a big one for me in terms of my belief around doing business is about connection, relationship, and integrity. I yeah, think they're I kind that. of key things for me. Yeah, so trust, integrity, and, and likability. Sounds oh, yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good. We've got, got that in abundance, I've got to say. Thank well, you. If you had one sales mantra, what would it be? Well, uh, I've got a life mantra, which my dad okay. gave me, which is there's no such word as can't. Yeah. So I kind of do live and breathe by that, if I'm really honest, because I think that works in business as well as life. Well, how, do you, how do you apply that into maybe the business sales world? Yeah, I think it's about understanding, um, not about being pushy. Pushy is not my thing. You know, we hear a lot about pushy sales, don't we? It's not my thing. So I think it's about really understanding the the customer and what they really, really want. But understanding that if they said no today, it doesn't mean no forever. So it's just that ongoing, there's no such word as can't in terms of, I can't sell to this person, Mm. I can't make this phone call, I can't go and see this customer, you know, I've managed teams and I've heard all of those things. Yes. And so there's no such word as can't then feeds into me being able to empower these guys to say, yeah, you can. And and if the front door isn't open, then there's probably a side door or a back door. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of stuff, really, I think, Tony, when you're in business. It's a really good point. A lot of salespeople, I think, struggle with this concept of how many times can they follow up with someone who's maybe said no or said they they can't move forward without coming across as a a pest. What's your opinion on that? Well, I think we've got to listen. I think we've got to listen to what the customer says. So actually, if the customer says no, why do they say no? 
yeah. and, and, and just probe a bit more so you understand what the no means. Well, no is actually, I don't have the budget at the moment. Yes. Or no is, I don't like what you're doing. Or no is, I don't need what you're doing. Okay, yeah. so when you start getting the reason for the no, you can then go on to another part of the conversation and yes. find out what you need to do to either give them that knowledge yes. to help them say yes, or... Yeah understand that they're not your ideal customer and it's okay to walk away yeah, but it's fair. not about walking away just because they said no it's finding out well actually tell me more about that what yeah. is it that you think isn't going to work for you you know yeah. it's that and and let's face it tony if we met some new person mm. in a bar okay in mm. a life situation mm. we wouldn't just take a no and then walk away and go okay we would mm. often probe in a conversation wouldn't we yeah of course absolutely so, yeah so I that's what exactly the same yeah that's what i believe in sales that we we can do as people and humans so. yeah and no, i get that T tell the audience i know your background of you know you're on dragon's den and, and got that investment Tell the audience a little bit about that and, and also about your sales background because I really want to un, un, really get into, under the skin of what made, in your opinion, why you were always the top performer. But before we get into that, if you can maybe explain to us very briefly, if you don't mind, about your background um, and, and appearance on the show. Yeah, so my background is uh, left school at 16. So, you know, I was at work very young. Yeah. That's all I wanted do earn money very entrepreneurial very driven got that from my dad I think you know again my dad was this kind of hero from that side of things lovely and I think for me I was really lucky I've worked in lots of different sectors and industries so I've sold in many different forms different products b2b b2c mm. stainless steel yellow pages uh, recruitment exhibition stands retail you name it there's this long list that's just been amazing for me to be mm. able to see the breadth of what sales is truly about. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, that, that led me to believe that sales is really just about people. It's yes. not even about what you're selling. It's about people. Yes. And um, Now, the Dragon's Den bit was a bit in my journey where I had a beautiful baby boy, as some of us do tend to have children. Um, and I had Sam on New Year's Day 2005. And at that point, I said, I'm not going to carry on working where I'm working. I actually want to be with my baby, yeah. which lasted all of three months when the driven entrepreneurial Jules said, well, I need to do something else as well. Yeah. Um, so I thought I would start a business selling baby products sold at Party Plan because I knew the Party Plan market. Yeah. It was a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. So I started Truly Medley Baby and I started to build a network of other mums like me who yeah. wanted to earn a bit of money, still be Jules or whatever their name was, but also be mum. So yeah. this lovely combination of all three. Wonderful. And then an advert popped up on my computer for Dragon's Den. And I thought, I watched that. It was the second series they were recording. I thought, I watched that. That was really good. Yeah. I loved watching those entrepreneurs squirming, you know, yeah. in front of those dragons. I'll apply. Love that. <laughs> so I did. did. As you do. I thought nothing of it. Honestly, I really didn't. I got a phone call within two hours from the BBC and within Great. two weeks I was pitching to the Dragons. Amazing. So it was very quick. Um, I got a, a Theo Pafitis and Peter Jones were pitching against each other to invest in my business. But I think the crazy thing for the listeners is this business was only two months old. You know, we turned Ooh. over 2,700 quid. Unbelievable. There was nothing there to, to pitch for. Yeah. So, and again, ultimately, 
is it not the case then that they were pitching for me because they could see my passion, yes. you know, and how I was feeling um, about this product. So, yeah. and so that was another really, thing. That's a really interesting point. I think a lot of successful salespeople like yourself, that, that passion naturally oozes out of you. And that's really what people are buying. You know? Yeah, I, I do agree. And I think it's the same today and even more so today in this noisy world that we live in, you know, that's this online world that's mm. quite impersonal. Yeah. And you can connect as a human yes. face-to-face if possible. Yes. But when you really connect as who you truly are, that's yes. when people think, oh, this, this feels great. This is good. You know, our yeah. whole instincts say, yes, I like this person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then you're halfway there to actually successfully selling, yeah. which in answer to your question earlier about why was I always a top performer, because yeah. I actually was, um, it was that. I just went out and made relationships, Tony. Yeah. yeah. And, and I loved it, you know, and I didn't try. I didn't try to sell, if that makes sense. That's really interesting, actually. And what do you think, if there's a sort of a secret recipe when it comes to making those relationships with all types of people, what is it? I think it's about making them feel like you care and you listen and you understand. Okay. It's, it's all about that. Because the minute, if you think about you, when you're buying yourself or yeah. when you're making new friends, if you're with someone who is really interested in you and they're yes. engaging with you and listening yes. and they understand you, it's massive. It's yeah. huge because suddenly that you've let all your barriers down and now actually you want to engage with this person. And yeah. I think that was a massive part of what I was always doing when yeah. I was connecting with my customers. And you know what? Some of them took 18 months to buy from me. Sure. But it was about the fact that I continued to be part of their life yeah. for 18 months. Absolutely. And I noticed that with so many salespeople, you know, again, the top performers, but it doesn't matter the time scale, but they still, they're tenacious, they're persistent, and they still win that client, whether it's one week or, or two years, because they stay on top of their prospects. Yeah, and also just making sure that it's the buyer's journey, because yeah. we, we can make sure this. Because yeah. back in the day I was trained to sell Tony, which mm. is a long time ago, mm. I was told the salesperson's king, we're in control of the sale, it's up to us, we, te- we, we judge it, we take them down the process, we close them down. Yeah. But actually today it's the buyer's journey, so mm. much more than it ever was. Yeah. But you can still go on that journey with them and mm. nurture them. Mm. And it's about nurturing, not pushing. That's how I really feel I like about that word. sales. Yeah, yeah, I really like that word, nurturing. Yeah. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. We're there to hold their hand through a journey. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, obviously, the, the, the different sales roles you've been involved with. And I know you were, you know, from speaking to you and following you, you've been a top performer in everything you've done. What would you, if there were sort of key fundamentals or key criteria to what makes made you better than anyone else, what would those key things be? <sighs> you talked about likability, actually, which sounds really arrogant thing to say, but I, I still yes. believe that, that that's what it's about. You know, a buyer's got three people in front of them selling the same thing. Yeah. And it starts to come down to the person Yes, and, and how they're performing and what they're saying and how they're making them feel. Yeah, and I just I honestly believe that's the crux of why I was successful in every way. And yeah. to the point where when I was managing a team, mm. passing that same thing down into the team, yeah, that same those same principles. Yes, that was how we actually were really successful in reaching a target that we were actually missing at one point. 
but we weren't chasing target. We weren't chasing number of calls. We were saying, what are we all individually good at? Yes. What do we love doing? Why do people come to this place and buy from us? Yes. And putting all of that together, we were suddenly have these fantastic conversations that made us feel different to the customer. You've spoken a lot about, you know, likability, relationship building, etc. And I think that's easy when you're that a person's very similar to you and maybe likes to chat and engage, etc. But what do we do? Or what did you do when you've got someone who's quite the opposite of you and and not that chatty or engaging. How did you break down those barriers? I absolutely love people. And I think this was the best sale for me when I was selling to someone who wasn't like me. Yeah. And it was all about me stepping back from what I thought was right and what my world did and what my world thought mm. and stepping into their world. Yes. And just, just almost, again, simply saying, how do you want to buy from me? Yes. What does it look like? Yes. What are the things that you need to know about? Yes. So not me going and saying, here's what I sell. This is what we do. This is why we're good. You yeah. know? It was about saying, how do you want to buy from me? How do you want this relationship to pan out? What do you want me to be to you, for yeah, you? Yeah, I get that. And honestly, it was magic. And, I, and Yellow Pages was the best ever. You imagine in one day, Tony, I'd go to a funeral director, a mm. flower arranger, a solicitor, mm. uh, somebody who was doing double glazing. Mm. You know, I would, that was my one day of appointments. Mm. Imagine all of the different people I was encountering in that one day. Yeah, of course. And that's where I learned massive skills around you've got to listen, you've got to step into their world, you've got to yeah. really understand what they think and how they feel because honestly, it won't be the same as you. Yes, 100%. If you can get that, if you can connect it, then it's magic. And it is about literally just accepting yes. who they are. Yes, going that's at their a really page. good point. And you yeah. touched on listening there. And I think that's, for me, that's probably one of the most important components and what I've seen with top performers. Aside from listening, what else would you say if there were maybe your top three components to being outstanding in sales? What do you think they are? Well, you talk about killer, killer questions and killer yeah. sales, don't you, Tony? And, and it is. Your questions are imperative because mm. you could spend all day chatting to someone, asking mm. them a thousand questions. But if mm. they're not the right questions, yeah. then they're not going to help any of us. And it's yes. about really understanding what are the questions that really help me to understand this customer. Yes. And, and, and for him to understand me. And my motives and why I'm here and what yes. I'm here to do. Yeah. So questions are huge. And actually uh, forming your questions so that they really get a conversation starting mm. and get the answers that you want. Mm. Be brave with mm. questions. I'd always say be brave. Mm. You know, there's those questions, Tony, where we never really want to ask them because mm. we think we might be overstepping the mark. Yes. Ask them. Yeah. Because, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen if Agreed. nothing else? They might say, no one's ever asked me that before. Yeah. And when they say that, you know you're onto something, you yeah, know, because you've totally. just made this lovely connection. So. Yeah, that's a really good point. So questions yeah. and listening, you'll say is, would you, if I said to you, what is the number one most important thing you need to be a top performer? What do you think that, that number one is? Oh, I think connection i i really? you know i am big on this this word but they yeah. have to as a customer you have to feel like your salesperson 
mm. is actually understanding you and selling yeah. you what you really need. Yes. And it's too often that when we're disconnected, yes. we sell for the sake of selling. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. So sometimes we're not even selling them what they need, quite yes. frankly. That's quite common. And yeah. that's what's given sales quite a bad reputation in the past, you know? Yes. Um, so connection's massive because if you can establish connection, that's when even if it takes another year or another six months or another 18 months, mm. that person will buy from you mm. because you've made that connection and mm. understood exactly what it is that they want. Yeah, I agree with all of that, actually. And you mentioned about sales changing a little bit. If you think back to when you started out selling, you know, a few years ago of, of uh, you know, selling exhibition space or work. I know you worked in the hotel industry. Mm. How do you feel sales has changed maybe in the last, say, 10 years? I don't honestly think I've changed how I personally sell, but I think how we teach train, uh, and train sales has mm. changed. Thank goodness. Because when we were teaching the old school methods that mm. I'll call them, mm. we had no internet. Our customers mm. had no knowledge. Mm. You know, we couldn't look into anything as mm. an individual person buying. We trusted yeah. what that salesperson told us we needed and what was available. Yes. Now, our buyers now are over 60% on their way through a buying journey, if not yeah. more, yeah. before they even speak to us, Tony. Yeah, that's fair. So, there's a massive difference to how we then start to start that conversation. Yeah. What do you, what do you already know about what you want? What do you yes. think it is that is the solution you're looking for? So we're, we're already going into the space of what do they think they want? Yeah. Before we've even started to sell them what we think they need. Yes. That's a very fair point, actually. They are definitely more, you know, as you said, better researched, better clued up before starting yeah. the conversation with you. That does which is, sense. which is, which is why connection is even more important than it ever was before, because that's yeah. the one thing we have that's unique now yes. is, is us as people. Yeah, absolutely. What if, if you could go back to when you first started selling, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your, your younger self? Oh, wow. You know, I, I hear this question asked quite a lot, you know, what advice would you give your 18 year old self and stuff? I think I've been really lucky, Tony, in that I've had such great experience in, mm. in different sectors and different markets. So yeah. in some ways, I think I've learned so much from going on that journey. Would I change it? Bits of me would say, no, I wouldn't actually, yeah. because that's how I became who I am today. Yeah. But I think one of the things that I did when I was much younger as a salesperson was I did have a lot of stress around closing the sale. Yeah. I did always want to hit targets, but that, I was driven that way by managers. You know, so, so the one thing I'd probably say if I went back now was like, chill out. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing because you're going to make your targets anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> almost have belief in yourself you're good yeah enough. yeah 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 definitely yeah yeah i think that's yeah. fair and what you you touched on um you know your beliefs and values earlier on about trust integrity what what i really want to understand what drives you as an individual because i know now you run a sales coaching business you're a speaker you're an author what's your motivation well i think obviously Part of my story was I had a lot of loss 
as, as a lot of us do in our stories, I'm sure. Yes. And I think really I had to go right back to basics and build again from ground up, which is yes. a very tough journey. It was very yes. emotional. Um, and there was a lot that went on. I've got my TEDx, which kind of tells the story. Yeah. Um, but I think really, um, you know, because of that, I know the... I know that I survived. Yeah. I know there's no such word as can't. And I think for me, it's about inspiring people because there's nothing better. And you know this when you've been speaking, Tony, mm. when people come up to you or they write to you and they say, I loved your talk. Mm. It meant that I went and did this. Yeah. Or I've read your book and it meant I could do this. And yes. that, that for me is like mind blowing. Yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah. I actually do it for that reason. That feedback, I, yeah. It's wonderful to see other people then move on past fear and blocks and yeah. barriers that just don't need to be there because they've heard me speak or read my book or, you know, as with you, same with yeah. you. That's, that's amazing. That's lovely to hear, actually, because I think there's this belief that salespeople are only motivated by money. That's their biggest driver. But that's not, not even a word you've touched on there. It's about... No. Helping others, you know, it is, and you know, we all need money to live. It's a fact. We have to pay mortgages and bills, sure. and we've got children. We definitely need money. Um, and and yes, of course, we're doing it in order to live. Yeah. But that is not my sole driver. I get yeah. far more back from seeing people, um, you know, just inspired and yeah. having their eureka moment. You Absolutely, know? it's wonderful. I, I completely resonate with that. What on the flip side? What would you say demotivates you and actually does bring you down sometimes? Yeah, totally. Um, doing work I don't love doing, mm. and you know, in my my journey as a, an entrepreneur, you take work to pay the bills. Sure. You know, I think we've all been there, and we would sure. all say, if we were honest, yeah, yeah, we've definitely done that work that we didn't really set out to do. Sure. You know. Sure. So when I'm, if, I mean, and occasionally I'm still doing some work that doesn't really feed my soul. You sure. Know? Sure. Um, that demotivates me, I think, yeah. because I, ultimately all I want to be doing is the coaching, the workshops and the training side of things yeah. and, and speaking, obviously. That's the stuff that I get such a buzz off. Yeah, that's fair. What advice can you give to our listeners? So people who are, who are maybe starting out in their sales journey or, or they're during their journey, they've been doing it for many years, where they have those, you know, sales can be peaks and troughs and they're, they're, they're during their trough journey where they're just whatever reason, whatever effort they're doing, they're just not getting deals over the line. What advice maybe can you give those people? I think there's a couple of things that there's, there's things like um, your personal development. So this yeah. is like your confidence and your mindset stuff. You know, yeah. we have to continually work on that. We're not always going to be happy and upbeat all the time. That's yeah, just that's not true. life. Yeah. So understanding when you get your dips, is it a mindset thing? Do I need to go and take some time out? Do I need yeah. to walk the dog? You know, do I need yeah. to have a chat with my boss and ask him, what am I good at boss? Yeah. And then your boss yeah. will tell you what you're good at. And yeah. maybe you'll go to testimonials and look at those times when you did really great work and you landed that amazing deal yeah. they're the anchors as we call them yeah that we can go back to you know yeah. when we're feeling a bit low so we know we're good at what we do so the point. other question if, if none of that's kind of really working is are you doing what you love because yes. if you've fallen out of love with what you're doing maybe it's time to think about doing something different in all honesty yeah. Yeah. you know so. not 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 sales but maybe selling something different because yeah, you've kind of done done what you can with what you're doing. Yeah. 
that's fair it's fair advice what where do you find you get most of your sales from or and, and obviously you're in a different journey now with your sales training company but if you go back to some of the sales roles you were involved with where did you find most of your business came from oh i think undoubtedly people who are either already customers yeah. or people who are just engaged with you who you haven't quite got over the line yeah. um, you know they're, they're always that lower hanging fruit as we call it in yes. the trade yes. um, but it's for a reason it's because they're already partly down your journey with you they're yes. already interested they're already engaged with you yeah. it might have been a timing thing and then obviously you've hit the right time, you can convert. Yeah. Um, but also things like referrals, because this is yeah. the biggie. Yeah. You know when you've got a customer um, yeah. and you know that it's really worth just saying to them, do you know anyone else yeah. who is going to want what I do? Yeah. Um, they've just experienced it. Why are they not going to come up with somebody? They've got a great experience. They're really excited about you. Oh, Joe blogs down the road. They're definitely going to be wanting some of this. I'll tell them about you. It, it's, yeah. it's unreal that so many salespeople I train don't ask that simple question. Yeah. And, when I, and when I ask for feedback, you know, what, what stopped them? Most of them actually say it didn't even cross their mind. No, I know, I know. We just forget. It's almost yeah. like, but again, that's part of this being you, being natural, not sticking to a script, yeah. being able to be really open with how you do your selling. Yeah. It creates, creates conversation. Yeah. And in conversation, you'll start to think, oh, just need to check. Yes. Who do they know? You know, it's almost that last go-to question. Yeah, great. Um, Absolutely. And just have it there. And it, then it will just start coming out naturally. You'll just yeah. keep doing it. You know, so. Absolutely. You spoke earlier about what your motivation is, is inspiring others to find their eureka moment and helping others. So my question, I guess, is what inspires you? Oh, well, uh, honestly, my dad was my massive inspiration. And sadly, he's not with us anymore. Yeah. But I think that his legacy goes on. You know, when I was a little girl, I watched him. He ran a newsagent shop, mm. the precinct of shops, you know, the local shops. Yes. So I'm very old, Tony. No, you're not um, that old. <laughs> no, but he, he ran the newsagents. Everybody knew John, my dad. Dad knew everybody. I just watched the bars and the conversation, the engagement that he had as a salesman. Mm. And I've never, ever forgotten it. I have that amazing. deep love, you know, for, for sales because of him, I think. So. But that's amazing. That That's now, you know, that's part of you now, right? And that's why, yeah. passed, as you said, he's passed that legacy on to you to yeah. take, I guess, to the next level, which Massively. is amazing. Uh, that's that's really amazing. Um, I guess my, my, last, my last question which I want to ask you is if, for the listeners really, if there's any advice you could give to salespeople listening who are either starting out in their journey, they're, they're, they've been maybe a salesperson for five, 10 years, or been, been in the game for 30 years. If there was any advice you could give them to, to, to get to that next level, what, what would you say that was? I still say, be you, just, just chill out with it. And don't make it a fear thing. Don't make it a process, make it you as uniquely you as a human. Yeah. And I think you will really not go very far wrong. Relax and love selling because yeah. sales is about loving your customers and not selling to them. That's amazing. Jules, thank you so much. Great advice. And honestly, been an absolute honor to have you on my show. Really sincerely appreciate it. 
Um, Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. Some real nuggets there. So those of you watching, those of you listening, I really hope you've enjoyed. I hope you've taken some inspiration from the wonderful Jules. Um, I know I have. It's, you know, you're never too old to learn. Um, And this, this podcast is on iTunes. It's on Spotify. So please like it, comment on it, share it. If you know anyone in sales other than yourself that you think could benefit from this show, please pass it and share it along. That's, that's how the journey is going to grow for everybody. So uh, thank you so much again, Jules, for, for being my first guest. It's been an absolute honour and a privilege. And I uh, look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jules. <laughs>